All right, welcome to the Utility Podcast. My name is Jeff. This is Bernardo, my co-host. And today we have one of uh, my favorite photographers, uh, a photographer who really translates a view of uh, childhood in a, in, in a wonderful and beautiful way. Her name is Miriam, and she's joining us. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Jeff and Bernardo, for having me. It's, it's a great pleasure. And I have a feeling, which, uh, after watching all these podcasts, that I know you very well. So, so it's a great pleasure, really. Thank you for inviting me and having me here. Can I ask no, it's... you? Can I ask you how you pronounce your last name? I just wanted to get that correct. My name. Your last name. My name. Huh? My name is so long and pronounced for years from all curators and written also at some festivals. Wrong. <laughs> it's my. <laughs> The greatest uh, problem. It's very long. It's Amurvelashvili. 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 Yes. All right. I love I it. I have less problems in France because this Amur sounds like love. <laughs> and they're, they're, yeah, true. Yeah, there they don't care. Like, Amur, oh, Amurvelashvili. <laughs> so... Once again, Miriam, thank you for coming here and thank you for for being with us here. Um, we we've been speaking for a long time. You are one of the the the, the artists that we um, collect a few months ago. That in crypto is a long, long time. Um, and we always start these podcasts by asking, "How did you become an artist? How how come Miriam is a photographer today?" Okay, it's quite a long story, but I'll start. When it gets too, too long, you can just say, come on now. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like from a childhood, I had a really big interest for art. I was like um, going to the to the book, uh, how, how is it called? Book room. The bookstore. Uh, no, not stores, at house. Oh, the library. Yeah, library, yes. And there were beautiful books because my mother also liked art very much uh, from Picasso, from Impressionists. And I was like sitting there for hours going through this and thinking um, why someone like Picasso started to paint in the blue period and he had the um, pink period and how he ended cubism and this kind of stuff was very interesting i just wanted to understand the artistic mind and um, then later uh, i loved the impressionist because i had we had books of that at home too uh, and i always was fascinated with art and um, at that time i was i was 16 i didn't uh, had an idea that you can become art historian or art critic or something like that but I liked that. I liked also writing about art. We had also art, art uh, um, teacher in school, and I was very good at writing and analyzing and stuff like that. I always adored that. And um, uh, but um, as it happens in my country and in a place where I live, mostly um, also uh, parents have a say, like when you decide. Uh, what you want to become and stuff. You are not like 
truly freeing, as uh, especially at the time when I was uh, wanting uh, to study art. And they were totally, totally against, like, what will you be doing with uh, art history here? And uh, it will not be sustainable. And somehow I got under this pressure and I said, okay, 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 okay. And um, I went to Germany, I studied there. Uh, when I returned, I still was asking them, please, I, it's, uh, art is very interesting for, for me. I want to study art. Again, they were against. Uh, so I, I ended uh, at the School of Literature, which was also my second um, love and choice. And I studied literature. So I don't think that art and literature are very far from each other, like they can very well comprehend each other. So I think the knowledge I had from studying literature helped me later in, in art a lot. And also that I could write about art. And um, yeah, so I started literature and I had to be then a lecturer. And I realized that I hate teaching <laughs> really <laughs> from my heart. Like it's, it's not something like, uh, what I like, like to be in a room of a people, I will tell it one time, I will tell it two times, but every day telling the same stuff was very boring for me. And I said, okay, no, this is not something where I will spend all my life. And something felt not right. I wanted to change something. Like I didn't want to do this all my life. And um, as also I with age, I was a little like 23 at that time. No, no, excuse me, 21. And um, I bought a camera, I didn't ask anyone. Uh, found out if in Tbilisi was a art school, a photo school. And I found very interesting photo school from my art teacher which I knew from the school and which I, to this day, adore. And if I ask someone uh, what he thinks about art, uh, this person is one of them. And um, yeah, I went to that art school, photo art school, like for one and a half years. And I fell so much in love. From that point, there was really no turning back. It was like, it was definitely, I understood, this is a place where I have to be. And the school was also very good. It was not only um, teaching techniques uh, and uh, developing, we were developing, uh, teaching uh, different techniques, uh, darkroom, but um, uh, we were also analyzing and writing about art. Uh, and um, that is when I said, and he, uh, the teacher, was always also telling me, I love your pictures, they are good, and you can easily go, go with it. So next was, I said, okay, let's study again. <laughs> let's go again to Germany to art school, photo school. And um, I sent all my uh, applications. There was no online application process at the time. And I said it with post um, and I got accepted. I got accepted. It was very high competition. And I was 
just planning to go like uh, I went there in July and in September the study had to start in Leipzig was it there is a very good book I forgot the name uh, but um, I met my husband at that time and uh, well, things went a little bit different directions and I had to stay because he proposed me and I, it was like, uh, he said, when you go now, I, I don't, I'm not sure, like four years waiting for you, if it's sustainable and um, I did not go and I stayed. Afterwards, I was like, when afterwards I was thinking about, it was the right decision for me, really. Because I knew at the time, really, everything about photography I had to know. Uh, so, uh, the practical thing which followed was more interesting and more giving to me than this study would be. Because it was 2003, and, um, and then the Rose Revolution happened in Georgia. And uh, first, independent, uh, very big uh, daily, um, how is it called? Daily side um, shift. Um, make, not magazine, but. Um, oh, newspaper. newspaper. Yeah. So yeah. newspaper opened, and um, there were they uh, five photographers were there, mostly men. I and I was only woman photographer, and uh, I was not but taking. It, was this in Tbilisi already? Uh, that was in Tbilisi, yes, because yes. the situation, political situation, is, was becoming very tense, and uh, the founder of this uh, magazine was also very much involved in this rose revolution you can read afterwards what that meant for the country and i was really in the uh, in the middle in the middle in the middle of this everything because uh, the founder of this newspaper was also um, involved in this revolution and next president was sitting also in the next room so i was really in this um, political uh, situation and it was interesting for a very interesting time for me starting at the, uh, this newspaper i started i learned a lot of things uh, really a lot of things because i was photographing everything from i don't know from meetings to uh, social events to political events just really everything at um, that gave me understanding what I like, what I don't like, um, formed my style at this um, period of time. Uh, so yeah, it was very productive time. This was from 2003 from to 2007. And at the time, do you want to ask something? Maybe I'm talking. I would love that. to. I would love to just butt in for just a second. I, I I love this story so much because it feels so much like a lot of artists' story. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of time artists can get put into boxes and their parents or whoever is advising them will say, well, you couldn't be an artist, but you're not going to make money or you're not going to be successful. 
you should maybe like maybe try being a teacher that's kind of the place where people get put if they're artistic and their parents don't want them to be an artist they're saying like well you know maybe being a teacher or um you know something like that i think a lot of artists get pushed in the into those boxes so you were having to deal with that which is already difficult and then dealing with the things that a, a lot of females deal with which is like and this is just in real life where you're like well i'm could start a family and but that means i have to stop my career and i think that's a choice that a lot of women have to make and that's also a hurdle and that's I also will come now to that point I oh yes come. please please tell me about that because I think yeah. for me that's because so when I started at uh, the newspaper uh, paper that was the uh, year when I got my first child and uh, in two years I got another child and I was not supposed to uh, leave my job because I really adored it I loved it photography and uh, but I really had to find someone to sit with them so I had really more time to travel to you know do stuff I wanted and they were like always um, missing me in yeah. some way oh, I was upset and when I think of it why I don't have these photographs of breastfeeding of them or you know this mm. motherhood scenes I never photographed them because I was so busy just really busy running uh, outside job and then uh, breastfeeding him at night and then in the day running again so it doesn't come to my, my mind to um, photograph this and also I wanted when I was with them I wanted that it was quality time I spent with them uh, so yeah it only came after years these uh, endless questions came only after some years can I uh, can I ask how you got into nfts into nfts yeah from my son <laughs> Wow. Your son, how old is he? Yes, yes. How old is he? I'm, uh, he's 19 now. From 19. Uh, 19. The kid in the picture is 19? Yes. Uh, yes. It, it was published in 2016. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I probably there is he 12, 12. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. 2016 was a long time ago already, Jeff. Doesn't seem like it, but it was. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> And yes, um, he got me so, so he, so he came and to he was... you and and he said, "Mother, I think you have something here for you." And did that <laughs> come to your mind? How how did that like enter in your mind? Did it make sense or um, he was because about... he needs he needs to explain to me how he can he explain to other people because I can't. Everybody thinks, "Oh, that's a scam." Bye. You know, yeah, so managed to convince you. And I, Renato, I really regret that I didn't come early. Really, uh, when he told me, it was like nine nine months before I entered this NFT space. Uh, for the beginning, I was like scam, scam, scam. I was really long uh, telling that it's scam. And then he showed me. Then he made one move, and then he came, "Mom, here, look." between flames look at this and <laughs> I said 
and I was like, oh my God, such photography sales too? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yes, mom, look at the prices. And then I understood <laughs> that, uh, oh my God, something like this sells, sure, you, you can join too. And then we start to think which project was better um, uh, to bring. And then I decided to land those questions because I wanted uh, to put something personal. I really wanted to put something which would uh, make me connect uh, with people on a more deep level and people would know me better. And I just wanted to go this way. Also, I knew maybe it was slippery way maybe it was more difficult way maybe i would need more explanations or why personal work or not my other work but i can um, said that, that doesn't matter because um, i don't give you time to give, give me questions oh that's okay so <laughs> um you started to, to to talk about a little bit about your collection the endless questions and my question for you is why is it called endless questions that is uh, why why I, did you decide for that title title yeah because this was a time where i uh, really uh, was um how can i call it artistic crisis i would call it this because i did not anymore like what I was shooting um, at the newspaper and what I also this work was exhibited at festivals exhibited as exhibitions like won some grants and in terms of that this series were all doing fine and I did not have any problem with it but within myself I always had um, feeling that in this really, really uh, classic documentary style, where, where uh, frames were important to you, where um, composition is very important to you, where light is very important to you, uh, but you are still observer, I felt limited. Like I wanted to take that cut out and like how can I express this good? Uh, I wanted to bring something uh, from, from, I wanted to add something from me, like my experiences, my uh, thoughts, my stories. Uh, and then this was a period where I really took a pause for photography, like I said, no, come on. Uh, we have to stop and rethink everything. Like just, we have to rethink which direction you are going, going, which direction your photography language is going, what you want. You have really rethink this. And I left all jobs. This was uh, in uh, 2012. Like I, uh, I was working at UNICEF at some time. Uh, I left also also the daily newspaper. I went from all the um, institutions I was working for. 
so I kind of freed myself from all institutional and uh, work uh, obligations. And I said, this is new, a new um, beginning. Uh, let's do, let's just have a pause and do whatever you want. And um, this was when I started to shoot endless questions. And can I endless ask? questions is not a project which I planned. This is the only project which I didn't, didn't come from a point of planning or um, you know, thinking about it first because um, because I felt uh, like um, I'm now home, I'm not doing other photography, I feel comfortable, I can do whatever I want to do. And I understood that before I start this process, I have to, um, I have too many, how can I say, I call it childhood experiences, traumas, memories, which were not resolved, you know, which were some were lying in my subconscious uh, and which I never touched, but I wanted to touch them because um, I wanted to uh, get rid of them in terms of, um, in, ter in terms of um, bring them to a shelf. Like this project was called Puzzles of Us in the beginning. Afterwards, I changed it because I wanted to, from my childhood experiences and their childhood experiences to build this puzzle and every, um, every photograph had to have uh, a saying in it. And it's, it goes on many levels. It goes on a level where I uh, have discussion with my own childhood, then uh, I have discussion with myself as a mother and then I have a discussion with them and this three layers like um, sometimes going into each other sometimes no sometimes they're separately and I also was trying when I was going through my childhood and was analyzing what affected me what uh, what was uh, what I liked, didn't like most, uh, which I wanted to, I wanted to avoid um, that mistakes in uh, my children. I wanted to then um, how to protect from these experiences, but I also didn't want it to go too far, like to overprotect them, because overprotecting is also another thing when you can really. Take away from person uh, the ability to build their own experiences and their own life expectations and um, uh, their own view. So it was kind of very uh, slippery road. I was going like, where can I uh, guide them a little bit in the direction of where they want to be? Whether it was about art or whether whether it was about self-worth uh, or something like that, but also try, and it's very difficult when you have very big um, emotional, um, how is it called? <laughs> uh, 
past to not reflect your things on your children it was like for me this was like um, to separate this like um, i separated totally with this project in my childhood my childhood from um, their um, experiences and just let them go like let them go and grow that if i express it correctly i don't no, I think that's, I, I think you did a good job there. Uh, that's a lot of the stuff that I deal with, with my children right now, because they're three-year-old, three-year-old and five-year-old. And I really worry about me putting, putting expectations on my child that are, that are, that come from a place where it's something that I've experienced as a child. So I, I think you articulated that well. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question that, that I didn't give you ahead of time and I'm sorry. Um, these photos, um, really make me feel a lot of emotions. Like these are very personal and they, they really dig deep into, into the viewer. And one thing that I've noticed with this collection is you make your children look like adults in a lot of these situations, like for example, this one, um, right? I don't know if you could see these. Can you see these? Yes. Yeah. So this one right here with the portrait, um, this one right here, the one that I, that we collected, which I love mm. so much. I this one, I, there's a lot of them that look like they were kids put into adult situations and to portray some sort of dramatic adult thing and like, you know, this and this. And was that, or this, is that, was that an intentional choice to make them make their lives feel like kind of cin cinematic or, or dramatic in some way, or were these um, just completely unplanned? Uh, what, what I um, said about that, uh, that um, this early childhood uh, photos didn't interest me so much. Only when they grew, I, what interested me was psychology and psychology how we interact with uh, our children as parents how they interact as siblings uh, and uh, it couldn't be it's playful i really still try to be playful because it's about kids and i just didn't want it to be uh, like too too serious but i still as you said put the serious um, moments in it because um, and it's stated also in the statement that it's about ambivalence of growing up about difficulties about and this process was really like a um, playful process shooting them but also uh, what was um, uh, really important for me we had really uh, big dialogues between this shootings really like okay the philosophical conversations i would say about many topics i got very close to them and so in these terms this is very important work for me because after these works i was before these works i i was always like am i good mother enough can i understand them enough and after this um, project, so many doors opened between us and so many things we understood about uh, 
each other. Uh, now we have just really perfect <laughs> relationship. Um, that's that's wonderful. Uh, yeah. Can so have, if and, I and so Alex let me was the one when I was choosing, I was thinking maybe some documentary work first, and he came with the book Mother. It's wonderful. Can you can now put this book? Don't don't uh, he liked it so much? And, like yeah no. that 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 was the question that i was going to ask um your kids are already no kids anymore they mm. grown up how do they feel about having this so intimate collection like on the open yeah i was always afraid that when they grow up they're not little kids i always was asking and interacting and we have done it together. So that was not that I was not telling them that I was shooting them or something. It was really um, conversation. But still I had that, that when they grow, maybe they will dislike something. Maybe this pose for her uh, hanging on a uh, river balcony, would he will say, <laughs> Mom, was it safe or why have you done something like with me? But no, I, I can really say because she's drawing and because in this um, book, we used her drawings too, uh, drawing my photographs. And I have recreated also in my photos, some of her drawings. So it was collaboration and she was ready whether she was excited about that. And when you said, Bernardo, that you want to upload your kids, um, your daughter's drawings into the blockchain. I did the same in the book, kind of uh, yeah. preserve some of her. So they're both happy. No, they love. Alexei always comes in. Do you have another copy of the book? Some of my friends like it. Can I give it to <laughs> And I was like, Yeah, they um, should be very proud. They should be very yes, proud of. They, uh, of this really work. You should be they proud. Enjoy, they, they really enjoy the process and we discuss so many things about art and about um, why I'm photographing and about what, what they find interesting and about that I don't limit them, that I will never limit them, that I will never make them go through things I have gone. Kind of gave them space, safe place you know mm -hmm. to... that's wonderful yeah and um i, so, I love how it turned out so let me go back a little bit and tell a little bit the story in how we met the first time um i think this was back in i don't know august no cannot be august back in i don't know a while ago and i messaged you because i wanted to to buy a photo and yeah, I, I asked you, and I asked you to buy the the Lenin one, mm -hmm. and and that one was not on the market. I think all the other ones it, were. It still not was market. not. Still not. Yes, and I said, okay, so the other ones are in the market for that price. I I can give you a little bit more, but can I have that one? And he said, no, 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 no. This one, it, <laughs> it's not going at this price, and. Tell me about that photo. What is that? What is so special about that photo? Uh, it kind of re represents um, uh, for me, uh, like what I wanted, what I experienced as um, young adult and then also adult. 
living uh, at some point in the um, Soviet uh, regime, uh, which we did not like, and we always fighted to go out, and because of that, many times blood was shed in my country in 2009, Russia again attacked Georgia, so kind of I'm keeping this picture to put <laughs> to put online where situation happened that for my country, Russia, will not be any threat anymore. And it's it's this metaphoric meaning which um, this um, picture has. Uh, so next generation will not have to deal uh, with the things my generation has to deal. Um, I would say like this, it's, it's my position uh, to that regime, to that horrible, horrible regime it's a powerful photo yeah i like it i think with the i time, loved it i loved it <laughs> yeah with the time it will get have more, more meaning so i didn't want it to list it actually i didn't want it to list any my, my photos like i listed but <laughs> nobody knew me when i came and i struggled a lot and i said okay um you can list like high price but don't sell or you can you list uh, lower price and then you sell some and but i think it happened like it should be happened and then i the last pieces i in, increased the price but that was actually the price i always wanted inside me to have those pictures because they are medium format because they've been exhibited at so many festivals because they are in a book form i think they deserve that price quite well and um i think so too if they will really sit, it's okay i mean yeah. yeah no they 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 deserve they deserve that price um or higher to be honest uh, it, it, i saw the collection and i wanted to buy like five of them so yeah. it was, it's a really, really special collection. Um, I, what, what I'd want to ask is, and I'm not sure this is on the sheet either. I'm really bad at following directions, um, <laughs> but it's my impression that you have several projects. So what, what's next for you? Are you going to, I mean, you've said that, that you've made this into a book already. Um, mm -hmm. What's next for you in your NFT journey? Oh, it's a difficult question, Jeff, because what I see in NFT space now, it's so chaotic and it's so illogical for me. Like yesterday, I went to a foundation and I still saw that 20 pictures from a Magnum collection are not so. Then I went and saw that Alessandra Sanquinetti's work sits. And then I went to Super Rare and saw that something, I don't know, I don't know. You know, your work reminds me of uh, Sanguinetti's work, actually. I, I was going to mention that. I adore here, and maybe there you will find some. Yours um, lives right next to hers in my mind. And so <laughs> that her collection, um, I forget it's the name of it, but with the kids, it very I much reminds me of, of what much, you're doing. Yes. It's lovely. I love her very much. So are you and, tired of NFTs then? Are you done? Are you like, I hate this place? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not done. <laughs> but I just want to see 
I, it's why I say it's chaotic. Like, how is it in the real world? In the real world, we have, like, you know, uh, here is amateur competition, here is um, professional competition. You can go take part in an amateur competition. You have go to the professional competition. And here is so much mixed. Like, when you come to a timeline, my timeline mixed, see, so mixed. And when I make curation, I make unknowns curation, I get also such, uh, how can I say, feeling that this needs very, very uh, deep curation because some works I would really send to um, amateur category. And some works I would uh, send to a professional category. And nobody cares about it here and um, unless some uh, platforms like obscura um, quantum yeah. or, um, i think there's a lot of garbage in the space let's exactly. be honest i don't want to use this because then i'll use it <laughs> there's, gar there's garbage everywhere and i've experienced this recently there's a it's lot of really, bad just, bad work you just don't know how to navigate it's in this um, you know very and difficult even if i uh, even i see drops where when I go into the drop, my jaw drops because I don't understand how can you put this together, honestly. Because <laughs> when you curate, when you have this experience, it just doesn't make sense, you know? But Thank you for saying that. People buy it. Yeah. And people adore it and people are happy about it. How can you say to such people, you're doing something good? I, 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 don't know. I don't know what is the outcome of the situation, how this will be resolved, because that is also very painful for me, because um, all my life, like after this uh, work in um, uh, organizations and in newspaper and the magazines and all stuff, at the end, what I wanted just to free myself from all this stuff, just get rid of I had decentralization in me before NFTs. When I went totally like artistically free, then I started to do work I liked and I was comfortable with. Like when you go to my site, I have work and I have documentary work. And this documentary work, I even didn't want it to put. I put it like uh, one year ago, because I asked myself, okay, you don't identify yourself more with this work, but it's still your work. Call it early work. Do you find there some social significance? Do you find them some historical significance? And the answer was yes. So that you don't have right to delete it because artistically you change something in your mind and don't like them now or something like that. So I just differentiated, like it's for me like 10 years of this work, <laughs> 10 years after endless questions. And it, it goes now like this. So, uh, and um, well, so I this decentralization, seeing again needed in uh, Web3 hurts me. I don't want to have it. But also, I see that be, 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 uh, without it, even strange, more strange uh, things are happening. 
So it's kind of, I don't know what to do and which way is best. Well, it's good. It's good and bad because right. Like it's, it's a, you, anyone could post, anyone could put their stuff online. And at the same time, that's sometimes a bad thing. I think the only way this ends is that, or the only way that it gets better is that places like Obscura Fellowship, those places start curating the start. I mean, those organizations or organizations like them kind of help guide curation and artists like yourself and hopefully us can start pointing out and pointing to things that we think are super valuable and, and, um, and fantastic. So I, I just think that your, your collection, at least the one that's in NFTs right now is so rich with emotion and historical meaning that I just think it's um, a really valuable collection and everyone should have their eyes on it. But from my, from me, I just want to ask you to please not leave NFTs. We need more artists like you in NFTs. So, so thank you for thank being you, here. Thank you, Jeff. I'm so, and uh, most um, thing which I like in NFTs most is these connections I got with people, honestly. If I stay here now, it's really because of these connections, because I enjoy, uh, I enjoy Beast Group, I enjoy this utility broadcast and I enjoy contacts very much with people who love photography. And that keeps me, at this time really keeps me now because I really want to shoot. I have two short projects to start it, one in my head. I really want to shoot, uh, but um, I also think, thinking what to mean next. And I don't know, I don't have an answer which is right for me, like wait for institutions to come and uh, make them do this stuff for me, just really wait or do it on my own and uh, it will harder then, you know, and you have more to put it more energy when you do it alone. And um, I don't know, I don't know. I have many projects. I can, I have four ready projects, which I would meet tomorrow if uh, I would uh, start, but uh, I don't want them to see it. You understand? I don't want uh, good photographer, anyone's good photography to see it and see um, something themselves, which, okay. Yeah. No, I, ha I have to, to come here and say that uh, about the curation, um, I, I think I can, I can share this. On our DM group that we have from the DM group that I have with my collectors, and I now I can say that um, <laughs> we we Barry Sutton he has um, the ninety six um, studio. He we started together to try to come up with a curation that is more geographically um, in how do you say um, inclusive inclusive mm -hmm. yeah and we are we it and it is is Miriam it was Amit it was uh, Hugo Fas and Bruno and me we were speaking a little bit it's still we are still in gathering some ideas but we wanted to try to have this curated platform but with more reach to other areas because I think it's important and on this subject a little bit, uh, Miriam, 
I wanted to ask you, English is not your native language. And it, you just told us before we record that is your fourth language, which is impressive. Um, what is the main barriers that you find? Do you, do you find that no, not knowing, not being so fluent in English is a barrier at this moment? And w which are those barriers? No, this barrier barriers um, geographic, which uh, you mentioned, um, didn't happen only in Web three. It happened all my life, so I'm kind of used of it. For me, it was always difficult to reach to collectors, to photo festivals, to uh, residences from here. It was always uh, more difficult. And at the end, when I looked to the selection, I understood that like uh, eight people are from uh, Europe or America, and maybe two people are from one from India, one from Georgia, or something like that. Always this happens. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say that it is um, conscious discrimination. I don't claim that, but some kind of subconscious thing also while people when they collect like they prefer new york streets they prefer london streets you know they and that has to do also with their subconscious because they are uh, born with this uh, looking at this imagery and this imagery are close to them how can you they're uh, it, um, it's like uh, they to remember some music you know from your childhood or something. So they connect more on this type of um, uh, uh, work. And I understand that, but I want just want to ask people to open their minds and look at work. I always, when I do curation, I always do at work. I don't look where these people are from because for me, it's important that the work speaks to me and the work has many layers and it's deep and it's not, not superficial. There is too much superficial work going on right now. And I'm searching for meaningful work where I want to understand the author. I want to understand his position. I want to understand what he wants to convey. And such works are rare and you have to find them and in order to find them you don't have to say oh this is from africa this could not be uh, so deep it can be very very deep uh, if hmm. I... so, so uh, regarding this, this and just just be more open-minded i can't say because of course i saw what happened in new york city people met of course this matters i was not able to go uh, to two two of my pictures made it yes without me all my pictures made without me it was in in real <laughs> life so and it is in web three so because because i was not present but people connect with pictures and if the work is good it will find its way but mm, we have to also think of uh, the artists because artists sometimes get discouraged sometimes get um, not seen have these feelings i guess yes i guess yes like uh, there is a nobody has uh, made the statistics but if there would be a statistic i'm sure like there will be more um, 
uh, U USA, UK, Europe, and then then the rest. Everything else. Uh, just a quick question before we wrap up, because unfortunately this this conversation could go for hours. Yeah. But just do you think do you think that Web three has a potential to have a solution for that geographic discrimination better than Web two had? Yes, because it has this connection uh, opportunity. You can connect with your collectors. Your collectors can see your personality. They can like you. They can. We talked about. Many people talk that now uh, collectors can fund also some uh, like cooperation, uh, some artists. So of course you can. That's big opportunities. And if such collectors help. Uh, someone from um, South Caucasus like me, or um, Eastern Europe, or um, small countries or African countries, of course, it will be a big step uh, in that direction. So just one question to finish this. Do Are you going, everyone now, like going through your collection, you've put your collection at a healthy price, which is wonderful, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but is sometimes it's difficult for other people to 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 reach that. Are you going to present us with an edition for mm. other people to to try to to go? Uh, not with this collection. I thought a lot about that. Uh, but not okay. not with endless questions. Endless questions is um, like uh, still is my fam alternative, but my family album, and it's uh, I don't want to be it in everybody's world. I really don't want. I really want it to be with people who connect with it, like really honestly, and uh, the others can buy book. And in very book, good. <laughs> book is like another form you know then um that has another thing and where can we where can we buy the book and, yeah but not editions not with endless questions but uh, with other work yes why not where am i where am i able to buy the book can you give us links that we can put in the podcast uh, it was at some point it was uh, at Amazon, you could get it, but then there was not available on Amazon. I, you have just Google it and there okay. are some book stores <laughs> which still have it. I mean, that's what I tell, that's what I tell my mom to do. Google it, mom. <laughs> um, so I should just Google it. Sorry about that. Um, you know what? I forgot. We always ask uh, the artists to bring up uh bring up another artist they really like. And so you had mentioned one uh, that you'd want to talk about really quickly, just because we like to get more names out there. This is a great uh, way for us to like showcase other artists that we're not seeing. So um, do you want to talk about Peter? Peter Nietzsche. Oh yeah, let me share this screen here. I love Peter's work too. I love this collection. <laughs> Is really? this one that you love? Because yes, uh, we yes. brought this one, Tango it's, in the Big uh, Mango. It's also a book. It's called Tango in Big Mango, if I remember it correctly. 
Yeah, this I uh, love. This and I like everything in this collection. Like it's um, it's um, not it's Bangkok, but it's shot from a very very different perspective and different approach. It's playful. It's you don't understand whether it's staged or whether it's not staged. Something is staged, something is not staged. Whether it's documentary or whether it's not documentary. I love um, um, color palette. I love people uh, who he shows. And um, it shows that it's not um, shot by someone who just is one day there like me. He came shot and went. No, uh, some in some shots you feel like he's friends from some of them. And now I have questions: what is going on there? And um, there is a uh, there is a man running in his uh, wet with uh, sweat. Uh, oh yeah. I want to know who this man is. While they're running, this scene here where. Um, uh, this uh, machine is uh, why these people are gathered there, what they are doing. So it um, uh, it um, raises my curiosity very much. And um, this woman, I, I think she's uh, transsexual. Um, and I like the shots. I like the approach. Uh, very uh, still, very oh. observative uh very well executed yeah yeah you can't you, i can't get a grasp on whether it's staged or not but a lot I, yeah in some uh, you're like um, what is it <laughs> like, yeah what he was wanting to show and it's nice it's very good thing in photography where you kind of it's not the first time more. we bring i don't think it's the first time we bring peter here I think other artists already already spoke highly about him. Yeah, it's great. Great work. Who? Who? I don't remember we brought it, but it's not the first time we th we we speak about Peter. Okay. Very good. No, <laughs> we got to get Peter on the podcast. Yes. Um, All right. And the other one that you wanted to speak about it oh, no. was Lisa Bukroyeva. It was Lisa Bukreva, but I don't know how you will find her photographs because I like the project which she's doing now and she has it on her website. It's called, uh, let me remember it, um, The Scars of Lost Humanity, I guess. Uh, leave this, uh, we will talk about this collection too, but I love that collection oh, because she really... Scars of Lost uh, Humanity? Yeah. Uh, she really um, with details Whoa. and with, um, yeah like with uh, i mean this is and is this is this on nfts as yes. well or not no, no. not yet not yet i hope you I'm do not it yet. because it's it's a work uh, which uh, uh, has to be done in nfts uh, probably she thinks after the end of war or something but it really has this uh, feel from someone who doesn't uh, shoot um, necessarily blood. Uh, but like it's destruction in some ways. Bodies or something. 
but with details, with um, her approach, which is very sensible. Um, he shows what's going on here. Uh, the, um, and it's called this um, Scars of Lost Humanity. And I feel it totally. Uh, it's beautifully done. And um, I like the detailization. I would love to, probably then there will be descriptions so we know what happened where. Uh, but um, without showing too much Whoa. blood and too much drama, she can she shows a lot of drama and a lot of heartache and that's not so easy to do this you is can, stunning yeah this is great yeah uh, you can like this yes it um, um it's very to, powerful yeah it's powerful this is great i like such imagery you have you spend with such imagery time i like it, uh, imagery where are you think about it just observe not surface imagery which hits you you know just like look at me i'm i'm here thoughtful imagery layers having imagery um, i like such work yeah lisa is not the first time as well that we speak about her she's she's been Sorry. she's been in the no no it's it's, it's great you, you can see that the the work is great i didn't know yeah, that this one. i can't talk about something i can't i'm not passionate about so yeah That's no it's good. lovely so uh mariam unfortunately we need to wrap up and it was a very very nice conversation you you were a little bit afraid about how it was going to be in english but I think it was wonderful. I That's didn't. Great. I didn't think we didn't lost anything in translation. I think so. Everything was perfect. Hope so. so yes. <laughs> it's always it's always scary when you have like three hundred. You think you have three hundred words in your dictionary, and you have to say something meaningful. And you understand. <laughs> That's me every day. And, uh, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. But I hope it was not that. It was okay. Fantastic. Oh, Thank you so much. It was lovely. I'm going to hear it again. I'm going to hear it again to 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 get all the details. Because it you spoke very, very eloquently about your collection. And and I'm I'm going to go back. So Thank you so much for having me. I really respect you both, what you're doing for this space. Thank and you. Let's keep it up like this. Yes. Thank you. Yes. All right, everyone. So go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll no, I'm so bad. At it. I'll close. Yeah, I, I close very well. Um, <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Jeff. Um, this was another episode of, of, of the podcast. We hope to have another one next week. If not, it's going to be in two weeks. Well, we'll, we'll continue to build. Um, and uh, once again, just follow us, just to DM us, just tweet about it. Uh, so we can give Miriam the space, the space that she deserves. Um, without further ado, thank you so much and big hugs for everyone. Thank you. Thank you both for having me.